Hello, hello. This is Design Lota, the podcast where we talk about life as Indian designers. I'm Sushi and this is Angie. Last week we spoke about life at design school. I've been thinking that in a way we never get done with design school, right? Yeah, Sushi. Uh, it's like we need to get over it uh, as well as not get over it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So this week we thought we would address something that all designers have to deal with: design school or not. Yes, it's feedback, critique. Uh, no one can escape it. But then again, why should we? We've been talking a lot about the comfort zone these past weeks, and I can't think of a more out of the comfort zone moment. than the time you hit publish or pin up your work on the wall for a review hmm. or sketch out a quick idea yeah it's such a strange mix of excitement and nervousness uh, our initial reaction tends to be uh, will they like it will they hate it right or worse maybe they won't even find it worth caring about <laughs> <laughs> why don't we go deeper and figure out some of the more effective ways to get all the good stuff out of a feedback session yeah so what do you think we can define as feedback showing your work to people uh, putting it out there to see what others think of it and yeah why do you think it's so important for us to ask for feedback as designers sushi i think the most obvious reason would be to improve work in general or to improve aspects of a particular project that we're working on hmm. i like that you mentioned aspects there are so many stakeholders in design projects right from the clients to the user personas to the producers yeah. or developers and we can use feedback in all these various aspects yeah uh, so we do need feedback from like all these stakeholders right yeah so now i i think we can agree that we all do need feedback <laughs> now that we've got that out of the way <laughs> there are various types of feedback one can get right with various objectives and from various different kinds of people yeah uh, what i believe is that some feedback is objective and other times it's subjective ooh can you give us an example okay uh, for example if you know stefan sagmeister of sagmeister and walsh uh, yeah. he regularly gives feedback to people on say their logo or their poster design and he posts this on uh, his instagram wow uh, now he might not know the whole context of that project but he can objectively say if something doesn't seem to work visually uh there could be a valid reason why a designer decided to use uh say visual imbalance to make a point with his design and this now becomes the context uh one would need to have in order to subjectively provide feedback hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense yeah i think it's super important to know what kind of feedback you're looking for also do you want validation from a group of designers who are already following your work mm. or are you looking to improve something very specific which only the end user or someone working in that realm can relate to right for example you can't expect the general public to tell you what they think of a machine that a construction worker is going to use or an application for nurses to monitor their patients ultimately you need to consider the experience of the end user and i feel this is a mistake that we often make as designers that we get everyone else's feedback objective feedback and fail to get the user's feedback hmm also the end users themselves may not foresee some of the use cases uh, which is why it's also a great idea to involve other stakeholders in feedback giving i believe this is a more diverse and inclusive approach leaving some stakeholders out of the equation could lead to some serious backlash hmm But do we really need to consider everyone's opinion? 
I feel that trying to satisfy everybody sometimes kind of puts the project off track and both in terms of objective and resources. Well, we don't need to and we shouldn't try to satisfy everyone. Uh, I think it's important to identify the types of feedback givers, right? There are people who can look at your work for what it is without making it about you. And these kind of feedback givers can be very valuable. There are also feedback givers who do make it about you and uh, who only want to look for all the negative angles of your work or uh, you. Uh, the best way to deal with that kind of feedback is, uh, again, to weigh it, mm. see if it will help make your work better. If not, leave it alone, move on. So if you've seen any YouTube comment section, you know exactly the kind of feedback I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> if you can call it feedback. Tell me about it. <laughs> also... I do think that there are some really well-meaning people out there with very strong biases. Uh, well, but if the person does feel that strongly about something and they are a stakeholder, then probably they do have a point. What do you think? Maybe, but like I said earlier, we can't make everyone happy. Uh, maybe not, but uh, I think this is where empathy comes in. Even if you don't agree with the person's opinion, it really helps to get to the root of where that opinion is coming from. Even if someone seems like they just want to find fault, hmm. uh, it might actually help to try and understand their outlook. Hmm. What about strangers? Should we trust the opinion of people we have never met? Well, it totally depends on the stranger that you're talking <laughs> about, right? Yeah, I'm talking about places where we willingly open up to feedback from strangers. Like when we share our work online on platforms like Behance or on a blog such as Medium. Hmm. From my experience, the strangers viewing your work are typically other designers. Right. So I feel like most of the time the feedback is really quite relevant. Sure. Uh, you know, I remember reading these heated opinion pieces on design blogs on uh, something called the dribbleization of design. <laughs> Uh, on one hand, people felt that a stranger dropping by on your Dribble page and saying, uh, hey, that's an amazing drop-down menu or I love this dashboard. Uh, you know, feedback of this kind may not be contributing to the improvement of your design, mm. uh, especially if your design is like a theoretical redesign of an existing product or app, right? But uh, if you also look at it another way, it's also ob just objective feedback in the sense of uh, it has a visual appeal. Uh, which, uh, yeah. you know, gives some kind of a response from someone who looks at it. Hmm. Yeah, but something like the functionality and user experience, now that would require a subjective eye, which is very hard to tell True. from one screenshot of a product. Yeah. Speaking of all kinds of feedback, Sushi, uh, you know what I miss? Hmm? I miss juries from design school. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Yeah, actually... I kind of do, although I may not feel the same if I had to go back to design school now. <laughs> but you know, there yeah. was this sense of excitement mixed with fear along with this determination to show your best work. Mm. And of course, a ton of stress because the work was always incomplete. <laughs> uh, what was nice about those uh, in-class juries is uh, that everyone had a similar brief, right? So everyone was already on board on what the context is and what the expectations <laughs> are which is not really always the case in the real world. Actually, there were also times when I misunderstood the brief and I went a step hmm. further in the wrong direction. <laughs> I tend to take things very literally, so this was kind of a challenge sometimes. But with regard to semester juries, I recall quite some drama. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, like there was something really grand that a student had spent months creating with all her classmates really cheering her on. 
<laughs> and with one wave of a jeweler's wand, it was all reduced to ashes right before oh. our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> or everyone thought that someone had the most irrelevant or uninteresting work, but then one jeweler, just like one mm. person, saw it in a certain light and one tiny aspect which suddenly put the whole thing on a pedestal oh, yeah. and it just became that student's signature style from then on. <laughs> I've actually even had the pleasure of two of my jurors getting into a heated debate right in the middle of my presentation. <laughs> wow. All in all, I think uh, jury drama <laughs> has really taught us to let our work take a battering, haven't we? Oh yeah. And this certainly highlights the need for both objective and subjective feedback. I feel in a professional setting, each stakeholder's feedback might be uh, varied based on where they're coming from and also technical or business implications of what we're working on. Yeah. And there are always adjustments and trade-offs to be made, right? Yeah, I, I can totally see why getting feedback makes a big difference in a professional setting mm. because of the real-world consequences. I think it's a healthy exercise for the entire team to sort of huddle and then try and pinpoint all the issues and challenges from the varied perspectives of cost, production, marketing, right. sales... And I feel like this process can really help designers create a value stream yeah. for the end product or service. Um, so how do you think this would work with freelance designers though? I feel it's harder to get feedback as a freelancer when the project is in its early stages especially. You really want it but then it's not always readily available and it's a bit fuzzy not knowing mm -hmm. if you're on the right track. One thing I can do uh, thanks to technology though is I can send my work over to peers and mm -hmm. mentors and get some honest advice from them. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, you know, I've only recently found out about uh, something called portfolio review sessions. Uh, you attended one, right? Yeah, I went to one last year and I can say it kind of went horribly. Okay. Partly because I wasn't that prepared mm -hmm. and also partly because the reviewer did not understand the context from where I was coming. And I also had jitters. So I feel it's important to make an effort with your presentation if you want to get proper feedback. I totally agree. So you're basically actually designing your presentation in order to make it easier for someone to give you valuable feedback, right? Yeah. Firstly, if you want feedback, the presentation should be engaging enough to catch the reviewer's attention, mm. right? If they're not interested, they will not be able to give you feedback. And secondly, the presentation needs to flow, touching upon the various challenges and how those were tackled. Right. Everyone loves some drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thirdly, engaging the reviewer with questions to further immerse them in the context and ask for feedback on specific points. I personally feel though that considering that there's a time constraint with reviewers often coming from a totally different context, portfolio reviews are not always the best way to get subjective feedback. Uh, I do feel it's a good exercise though. Yeah. Uh, the more work we make and put out asking for feedback, hmm. uh, the more practice we give to our feedback filter and <laughs> uh, make the most out of it. Uh, it does take a lot of humility to go out and ask for feedback and also to receive it right yeah feedback filter that's that's an interesting <laughs> phrase <laughs> so the relevant feedback kind of drips into our glass and then the next step would be processing it right oh yeah sushi i'm really making this sound like a science experiment <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah uh, we look at the feedback maybe through a microscope <laughs> and uh, see how it can help us improve our design or even our process or approach. Although sometimes if you're not careful, you can find yourself not moving forward or deep in self-doubt. 
true here i do think we must reconsider the feedback giver and their motive and do some introspection to see if there is any truth to their feedback hmm do you have any examples of the crippling kind of feedback yeah uh, so one of my interviewers in a particular job interview uh, was very visibly unimpressed with almost every single project of mine uh, which is fine not everyone will appreciate all of our work all of the time hmm. but this reviewer seemed to pinpoint the negatives and use them to sell their work as a company Ouch. even though she maintained till the end that she was really looking for someone better she in the end offered me a position and uh, framed it in a way that made me feel they were going to take me under their wings and <laughs> train me <laughs> now there's nothing wrong with getting trained if you know you have a mentor but something about the way the whole session went told me that this wasn't constructive feedback but almost manipulative feedback if that makes sense yeah sounds shady to me <laughs> <laughs> but that must have also been really tough mm-hmm. and even i've had couple of similar experiences which landed a temporary blow on my confidence as a designer and made me think like why am i even doing this uh, am i really that bad yeah, i agree with you this type of feedback in my case i found it mostly baseless mm-hmm. and it didn't offer me any ways to improve my work yeah which is why i think it's equally crucial to give quality feedback yeah. responding and analyzing the work in such a way that it can enhance the design measurably or help the designer to grow and improve and i think giving feedback is an art in itself oh absolutely comments like um i expected a better concept from you or your process is not good or oh this is basic this is nothing unusual <laughs> could stem from personal biases i think and they can attack a designer's self esteem rather than help them improve their work Yeah. Uh, instead we need to recognize that we have an opportunity to participate in making something better and make the most of it this includes giving quantitative and qualitative feedback yeah. uh, such as for example you could say i think this would look better with a serif font or functionally this design works but why don't we take it a step further and explore some asymmetric forms and as a supplement you could even suggest resources or examples that may be useful for the person uh, like you know check out this book or this blog right yeah that's a much nicer and more effective way of giving feedback when i was in design school i was assigned a mentor okay who would review my work every couple of months he wasn't from the same background but he always took great interest in my work and looked at it critically and even took effort to find extra resources books and articles that could help make me a better designer he would even point out that something wasn't my style and that he was glad that i was exploring but then he wouldn't miss pointing out any important aspect that i may have overlooked in any of my projects and he was also very very picky about the presentation itself mm. so my presentation skills really improved after having reviews with him wow I think if we pay attention we can identify those feedback givers who can make us better designers. Yeah. Uh, I like I remember a jury panel member who was uh, known for his brutal dissection of our <laughs> designs. Uh, he would really cut through all the fluff at our presentations and um, you know ask us the hard questions about what the project really was about hmm. without uh, putting down the presenter. Some of his feedback has been so valuable and I remember it to this day in the projects I work on. Looks like we have learned some do's and don'ts of receiving feedback 
and our experiences seem to have helped us learn some of the do's and don'ts of giving feedback as well yeah right? we should definitely keep those in mind when we give feedback uh, so that it's effective enough to result in better work and better designers <laughs> yeah that's what we all want after all right to make design in india cutting edge absolutely i have some words of encouragement for those listening and if you're feeling stuck because of feedback that was actually the crippling or scarring kind that we spoke about uh, keep in mind that you're already ahead of the game if you're putting yourself out there and showing up every single day sushi i'm thinking we should quote from that talk by brene brown that we loved the one by theodore roosevelt yes that's the one perfect take a deep breath cuz this is a long one <laughs> here goes it's not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly who errs who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming but who does actually strive to do the deeds who knows great enthusiasms the great devotions who spends himself in a worthy cause who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst if he fails at least he fails while daring greatly ooh goosebumps <laughs> i want to go out into the arena now and do something after listening to that yeah hey listeners what are the kinds of feedback you have received or you've given tweet to us at design lota and we want your feedback tell us what you like don't like or want us to talk about in the future how about leaving us an itunes review while you're at it oh yes we're on itunes and soundcloud and also all our transcripts and references can always be found on our blog which is designlota.com we'll be back next week where we'll talk to another indian designer about a unique journey that took her back to her roots that sounds really cool until then bye bye